You're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Now here's your host, Chris McPherson. Hello, Eagles fans, and welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast. But on this edition, I think we're going to rename it in honor of Bo Wolf. I think we will call this the Eagles Beakley Podcast. All right. For the Eagles remainder of the Beakley. episode. I mean, for those of you who don't know, this will be the last episode with Bo. Bo? Yeah, you know, this could be a tearjerker. This could bring out the uh, Barbara Walters in all of us. It, am, it might I be already very emotional. Also here with Fran Duffy. Fran, hey guys. Sam Bradford thinks that I am terminally ill. <laughs> 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 I don't mean. I saw something to laugh at. I apologize. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying to hold well, back my laughter too. But <laughs> it's like on the one end, I'm like kind of like that's really funny, but it's at the same time like you shouldn't be laughing at that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you haven't had a chance to Look at yet, Bo, you know, surveyed the locker room to get their reaction to Bo's departure, and you know, Sam was like, "My doppelganger's leaving," and <laughs> thought yeah, he was doing right. more. Thought he was departing. Yeah, <laughs> this world. That's right. Altogether, he stopped him dead in his tracks. No, no pun intended. So, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us here. We have a great show. We are going to send off Bo uh, in style, I hope. Uh, but of course, we will break down the Eagles, Colts. Showdown, and then we'll look ahead to the rest of the preseason. One so final donkey whomping we got against the Colts. If you would like to term it that. 36-10. One of the three of us will call it that. One, one of the three of us <laughs> will still be here. <laughs> that's the thing. Bo, Bo, Bo can just, just let, let it all out. hang out. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you can follow him on Twitter now. At Bo underscore Wolf. And he's already letting loose, so... And I can only imagine what it's going to be like once. BT's going to take care. Did you guys see three weeks to edit this episode because of all the things both <laughs> going to say on here? Did you guys see M Night Shyamalan at practice today? <laughs> <laughs> Did Bo? anyone fall for it? Uh, yeah, some some <laughs> like associate producer at Comcast. The the backstory is. Did they tweet it? He retweeted. Did my he really? Tweet. <laughs> yeah. Bo is looking for a nice little farewell prank to do to the media and. You know, it, it's if someone puts something out on Twitter, some people might just take it and run with it as if it's gospel. And well, it started before that. I was trying to get someone else to just tweet it just by saying, "At practice, there were a wow, couple did you, times." Did you guys? Did you guys see uh, M Night Shyamalan? I heard he was here. Today. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, Matt Lombardo was very close. I thought it was going to happen. And Adam right. Kaplan was extremely close. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Kaplan. You probably could have nudged today. Yeah, he yeah. tried, and it was close. He got the phone out. He just he didn't follow through. Oh, he got distracted a like a you know a fly <laughs> buzzed by. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot and went on to the next thing. So again, so uh, as we normally do, we will have our three now segment. We'll have our interview in a little bit. We'll have a special game time edition. Some last bit of fun and games with Bo, and then mailing it in. Very apropos mm. for Bo. That's true. In his last episode, that's here. true. But he will not mail it in. Uh, it's for just three of us, you know. Just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. What's better than that? <laughs> I can think What's of a lot of things. This? Guys being dudes. I can think of a lot of things better than that. Good to know. All right. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I hope that becomes a drop. <laughs> that has to become a drop. Uh, for those of you listening for the first time, thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you consume your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, I know there's a Beyond Pod. Beyond Pod. <laughs> One more time. A bunch of them out there. <laughs> One last time because it's that's, definitely Yeah, that's the last plug we're ever going to get. 
So wherever you do, please make sure you rate and comment. Whatever questions you have for the podcast, you can leave them for us here, even though I don't know who us will be. After we don't this know. Episode. Well, maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a special unveiling. We shall see. A week from now. So. Even we don't know. But uh, let's get to the business at hand. Let's head to three and out. One, two, three, three. Three is a magic number. Three. Three. Now it's time for three and out. So the Eagles demolished the Indianapolis Colts in the first preseason fair at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday by a score of 36-10. A fun atmosphere. You were kind of almost confused because it's a Sunday 1 o'clock and you're thinking it's a regular season, but it was 95 degrees it felt like out there. Poor Marcus Smith. I thought he played more snaps than he did, but he looked like he was dead tired by the <laughs> end, of the, end of the game. Dead Reynolds. Played the uh, most snaps. Ed Reynolds played the most snaps in the game. I forget exactly how many, around 47, 48, somewhere Something in that like range. That. But the thing is, look, great start for the team overall. And you just see how much better the depth is this year. I mean, we don't see DeMarco Murray. We haven't seen Sam Bradford. Your top three inside linebackers all don't play. And you look at the victory, the way that the Eagles were able to perform, just thoroughly impressive from top to bottom. So for three and out, my item is I'm going to give some love to the defensive line. I remember on Saturday talking to Jerry Azanero saying, hey, what do you want to see from this crew? You know, you don't get to tackle in practice. You can't really go full bore. You know, the practices are more meant for the offensive skill players to shine. This is the time when the defensive linemen can get their due. And Jerry was like, we got this taken care of. We're going to be fine. He talked about how they utilize the sleds in practice. And, you know, there's a part Sleds of getting a lot of love Lots on, of love on this uh, year. Uh, media last week. Yes. Everybody talking about the sleds, the sleds as if that hasn't already been going on. But, you know, the sleds it's, have it's been just, there. It's funny how, like, somebody will think of writing about that and then all of a sudden everybody has to write about it. You need it. a different angle. Once someone has a unique angle. Yeah. We talked about that last training camp. All the different stories that have been retread over. Oh, oh man. Yeah. What's interesting is that some of the ones we brought up last year haven't been brought up yet this year. So, knock on wood. Well, one of the biggest ones was taken care of the day before training camp started. That's true. Would Brandon Boykin be on the outside? That's true. That was one of the biggest ones right there. That was a really big one. So, that one got got flushed down the toilet. So, the defensive line, that first series against the Colts offense. Look, I understand they didn't have Frank Gore, but still, just absolutely a dominating performance. Benny Logan was just whipping the center for the Colts. Khaled Holmes, left and right, all over the place. You know, Cedric Thornton, Fletcher Cox, they were their normal selves, but Benny Logan looked like he was taking his game to a different level. And then give credit to the second team guys. And Fran, I thought you illustrated this brilliantly in your Eagle Eye column. Bo Allen, Brandon Bear, Vinny Curry, Taylor, Taylor Hart. Hart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All those guys just as dominant. You just didn't miss a beat. And Chip Kelly talked in his press conference on Tuesday about how that second line, maybe it's not quite the caliber of the starters, but they're pretty darn good in their oh, yeah. own right, and there's just not a huge drop-off. So you can limit the plays to get the most out of Fletcher, Said, and Benny, and still not have to pay the price where you're still going to get a strong performance up front. So the defensive line, top to bomb, Brian Mahalik, the seventh-round pick, had a sack. Long uh, levers. Long levers, that's right. Big people be up little people. Just an outstanding, thorough, dominant performance. You know, so much change on that defensive side of the football. The linebackers, the defensive backs, the defensive line remain the same, yet they are still just as dominant and maybe could be even more dominant this season. I don't want to overstate. I, I do think that there is a big difference between the starting three guys there is, and the there rest is, of the guys. Yes, yes. But I also think that the Eagles' second unit of defensive linemen is probably better than most other second units. 
So it it, it, it works out for the Eagles. Just because agree. Fletcher Cox is so good, Benny Logan is becoming uh, yes. very good, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. I'm not going to sit here and say, right. like, I know the second team going across the board, but yes. Vinny Curry is obviously, you know, a, a tremendous special package player. But yeah, I mean, the defensive line, I think, I feel like we have talked a lot about the, how the defensive line is probably underrated throughout the league. They are, the, I think, in my opinion, the best unit on the team. So props to you for giving props to them. Are you going to drop more hot takes? Now that you're leaving us. Now the hot takes are coming. Have I not been given hot takes no, before? No, no. You are the you are the one that has to be edited in the yes, <laughs> post production exactly. every week. And it's something I'm like, Bo can't say that on the air. <laughs> what is he doing? Fran is Come Fran. On. The problem is that Fran is a little more worrisome than mm-hmm. than yeah, because I'm the one that edits it. Uh, <laughs> right. for, at least for Journey to the Draft, BT does the, the Eagles Insider. But no, I would agree. The, the defensive line. I mean, there's not much more you can say. What did they? What did that first unit play? Did they play eleven eight, snaps? Eleven Total. snaps, and they had to have had. Six tackles in those eleven snaps, maybe five tackles. I mean, Benny Logan had three. Three. Fletch had one. Yeah. Said had one. So just a really impressive outing in the in limited time. So no, really impressive performance from those guys up front. All right. So we should go from the D line to let's do the rookie class. Ramble. The rookie class. So, you know, I thought that overall, obviously, it was all these guys' first game, and you get to see them now with, in live action. Eric Rowe, I thought, played a very good game. He played on all the special teams units. He played uh, in the slot. He played outside. So, really impressive game. He had a number of big plays. Obviously, the forced fumbles, the one that everyone talks about. Didn't Can you explain it. something? Yes, sure. Talk about the coverage he was in. Was he beat on that play? They were playing zone coverage with three deep defenders and three underneath defenders, and he was deep third defender on the, on the right side of the uh, offense. But no, it's, he was a deep defender. There was a blitz coming. He saw that there were, that the ball was going to come out, and he broke on it. So it looked like, oh, he's you know he got beat so bad. He yeah. was in zone coverage, and he was you know attacking a crossing route over the middle. Did a great job coming out and getting the ball on the ground. So really good job by Rowe. There were a number of different plays where uh, you know I can think of one play in the slot where he attacked a receiver and made a tackle on the flat on a bubble screen. Really impressive day by him. I thought Jordan Hicks had a good game as well. You know, for his first game playing at linebacker, I thought he did a, a solid job against the run. Got to see his athleticism a bit in pass coverage, and then on special teams too. He played on all the special teams units. And he had a block on the the long punt return for a touchdown. Thought he played well. Uh, you look at Aguilar. I was. I mean, well, how much work can you ask for on his first career catch? You know, to take it to the house and. You know, the drops, I'm sure they'll, they'll work through it. And he's had some drops in camp as well. So, look, he's going to be a big play guy for this offense. So, really exciting to see for all three of those guys. How did Denzel Rice and Randall Evans play in the secondary? You know, the, it was tough because by that point with Bre- oh, with Brian Bennett in the game, it kind of changed a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of what the Seahawks are, in terms of what the Colts were doing. You know, it was a lot more zone read. They were running the ball still at that point. I didn't get a great, especially because Randall Evans didn't come into the game until. Very, very late. Yeah, he, he didn't quarter. come until very late. Yeah, and, Rice and really, played a little bit yeah, more. Rice played a little bit more, but not too much more. You know, Biggers, got, Biggers mm-hmm. and Watkins got a lot of the reps on the outside in the second half. So I'm interested to see a little bit more from those guys moving forward. All right. Well, you talked about Aguilar. My focus here is going to be on the receivers because there are, were a lot of questions coming in to this season, and there still are. We're trying to replace Jeremy Macklin, who was the leading receiver last year. And you saw right away that Nelson Aguilar I think is going to be a big part of this offense Uh, and you know the drops were not great but to have a guy who can make a play like that and that was against the starting defense you know whether you think Greg Toller should be a starter or not is another topic for another day for all intents and purposes Toller had a good year last year a lot of people say but that play was pretty funny but Aguilar looked great Jordan Matthews looked very good as we all expected uh, you saw the one catch from Miles Austin, which was a very, as Chip described it, a very professional catch because he sort of geared down so that he could make the make the catch over his shoulder. We did not see much from Josh Huff. It wasn't targeted at all. 
uh, but I think what we have seen from him in camp has been impressive. So I think this wide receiver class or group is going to be very good for this Eagles team. I think, especially in this offense, they're going to they're going to all have big years. All right, so that's going to do it for three and out. Now let's transition to the interview. And now it's time for what you've all been waiting for: the interview. See what's special about this week is it's not just one interview. There's multiple interviews. Uh oh. <laughs> As I said at the top of the show, Bo Wolf is leaving. He's not dying. Um, you are moving into rival territory in the division. Oh no. I won't drop the city, but okay. We can go back and edit that out people if you don't want. People will follow you there. You know, right. we know that. But um, you know, we surveyed the locker room ourselves. Uh oh. To uh. Get their take. What a surprise. On Bo Wolf leaving, taking the Wolf's Den with them. And uh, I think we'll start off with a future Hall of Fame offensive tackle. And one, Jason Peters. You're going to hear a voice, another voice here is our producer, Brian Thomas. So Brian Thomas catching up with Jason Peters. So what's your favorite moment of Bo Wolf? Who is that? Bo works for our, our website. You don't you don't know Bo? No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll have better luck with Vinny Curry, defensive end. So what was your favorite moment with Bo Wolf? Bo Wolf always got some game to play while you in the middle of your meal. All packages outside, Bo Wolf comes up, hey man, wanna play a game? Bo, we're trying to eat, bro. But cool dude. For his future bosses, what's the scouting report on Bo Wolf? They don't care if you're eating or not. He's going to interrupt you if you got something to do or something to say. Uh, that's good. I'm going to put that on my resume. Aggressive. Bowl certainly aggressive. Uh, how about a man who likes to eat a thing or two? No tackle Benny Logan. Reggie Wells. My favorite memory of Bowl Wolf was the Wolf Show. The little funny show we had to do like the guessing game against another teammate in order to win a dollar so he could buy some at the vending machine. He's very intelligent, a hardworking guy who knows his information. Uh, he goes into depth about details, and he always has to have a sense of humor when he's interviewing or whenever he's around the building. You know, I wish him the best of luck, but wherever he goes, he's going to have a good time. Psych! <laughs> That's good. Uh, a person who Bo has a rival with in the locker room, Staying along the defensive line, Bo Allen. Well, I think favorite memory is kind of a subjective term, really. You know, we definitely had some memories, but none of them really stick out to me too much. <laughs> my parents are often asked why they spelled my name B-E-A-U, and their response is because I'm beautiful. Because you spell beautiful, you know, B-E-A-U. And they said that they didn't want to spell my name B-O because all the kids would make fun of me for having bad B-O. So I think that it's a terrible way to spell his name, and uh, he's doing it all wrong. For his future employers, what can they expect as a scouting report? Him doing the bare minimum to skate by, things like that, really. <laughs> and that's why our last segment is mailing it in. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, up next, funny man extraordinaire, long snapper, John Dornboss. Well, you know, I've been fortunate to be here for a decade. I've, I've worked for this team for 10 years. And I think my favorite moment with Bo was just yesterday. He, he came up to me and said, uh, hey, what's your favorite memory of me? Because I'm leaving. And I said, Wow. We've never met. I don't know who you are. So my favorite memory of you is the first time in 10 years. Hi, I'm John. So how'd that interview go? Well, apparently it wasn't the first time he interviewed me. It was the first time that I actually remembered him and actually said, oh, okay. 
So apparently he'd interviewed me a bunch, but I just never remembered him. We're taking a play on the scouting report. I think for his future employer, the scouting report would be he doesn't really leave a lasting impression on anything (laughs) at all that he does. I don't really know how he contributes. I don't even really know what he did here. He's like the guy in the movie Office Space with the stapler where people just didn't really know who he was or what he does. So I think he'll fit in just fine, and you won't even notice him. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's not a player. Special guest on – he's always on Fran's podcast. He's always on our game day programming. NFL film senior producer, Mm. Greg Cosell. Greg, you've obviously done a lot with Bo over the years, the film room segments coming on the Journey to the Draft podcast. How do you feel about Bo leaving the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, I'm really happy for him because now, after all these years, he can finally get that stand-up comedy career started (laughs) because he's obviously one of the funniest (laughs) guys I've ever been around. This is true. Well, so after watching the tape, because, you know, obviously hey. we know you watch the tape, going back and looking at those film room segments you've done over the years, well done. what are your thoughts on that? Can I get back to you on that? <laughs> yes, I, need, I, I need a little time to think about that because okay. nothing immediately positive comes to mind and I always was told never to say anything negative about people. Well, I think that's a... Uh, he says negative things about lots of people. Of course. <laughs> Not that usually on great. camera. Not usually on camera, but... Uh, BT, have you got- Chris Stevens, phenomenal job. Thank fellas. you, guys. That, job, guys. that was a treat. Thank you. Have you ever have you, you never noticed the difference in Fran's voice on his own podcast versus on our podcast? It's like Christmas morning when he's on his podcast. Yeah, he's he, he's he gets to talk about film. Breakdown. I don't know if it's the acoustics are different, but he's like just his uh, his pacing is is different. It's funny. He's just excited. Uh, that's a good, that's a, that's a st- astute point there by Mr. Robert Wolf. <laughs> the best point you've made, and it's your last episode. <laughs> there you go. You gotta that save the fun. best that for last. You gotta save the best for last here on the, and we'll say Eagles Beakley podcast. Thank you. In honor of Bo. I would, one of my, one of my, uh, only requests is that, is that you guys make a drop of me saying Eagles Beakley and play it at the end of each episode. <laughs> I think it's fair enough. Is it of you whispering it like a yeah. stalker? Eagles Beakley. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we can make that happen. It's time for Enemy Intel, where Bo and Fran will delve into this week's opponent, the Baltimore Ravens. Time to get ready for game day. It's time for Enemy Intel. All right, Francis, let's get to our final Enemy Intel here as the Baltimore Ravens are uh, coming to town. It's not mailing it in yet. Not mailing it in yet. They're coming to town on Wednesday, three days of practices before the second preseason game on Saturday, but really only two days of good practice. Friday will be a little bit more of a walkthrough. So in addition to what we're expecting from the game, let's talk about a few of the players who we will focus on when the Ravens are here. But let's start where we did last week with the Colts and just talking about some of the rookies who they have who we have talked about in the Journey to the Draft presented by AAA Podcast. Many, many times over. They've got, they've got 10 guys by my count. Okay. How many can you From name? this past year? From this past year. Okay, so you've got Brashad Perriman. Correct. You've got Max Williams. Correct. You've got Zadarius Smith. Yes. You've got... Shrine and Senior Bowl. Big face, Zadarius Smith. He's got a, a large head, I remember. He's a large human being. Mm. Let's see here. I'm, I'm struggling right now. Carl Davis. Carl Davis. Iowa. 
That was a good draft class, huh? Yes, it was very Perriman, good. Perryman, Max Williams, Carl Davis. That's a pretty good haul. Yeah. Nick Boyle. Nick tight Boyle. end from Delaware. Nick the Stick. Along the offensive line. There's sure one offensive got somebody. line. I might need a hint here. He was midweek replacement at the Senior Bowl. Or he might have been there the whole time. Blaine Cossel. No, incorrect. Um, uh, had an afro. That's uh, Robert Myers. Correct. Bob from Myers. Tennessee State. Yep. All right, we've got uh, this Good guy was blocking. not at the Senior Bowl nor the Shrine Game, but he was a running back who you talked about at some point. SEC talked about a running back at some point in the SEC. That could be a lot of guys. Oh, Terrence McGee. No, he was at the Shrine Game. He is on the yeah. Show, I was so. going to say I remember that Terrence yes. McGee is there and he yes. was at the Shrine. Yes. yes, I liked McGee. Third down. Who is not there? I don't know who who am I missing? Am I thinking of the wrong guy? Javorius Allen. Buck, Buck Allen. Allen. Yeah, he's from uh, South USC. Carolina, I USC. Oh. Uh, yes, the wrong SC. Thanks. Well, there you go. So, Pac-12. Uh, two more. Both receivers from the Shrine game. One hilariously. We already laughed about this before the uh, show. Of started. course. I Trent, can't believe they have Trent Steelman on this Trent Steelman, the former Army quarterback. Jeez. Yeah. And one other Shrine game receiver. Ah, of course. Darren Waller. Yes. Yes. yes the, the, the giant man from the uh, Georgia Tech. Yes. Ramblin' Wreck. Okay. So, to me, this conversation starts and ends with one player. Michael Campanero. Of course, yes. I mean, a, a chance to see so greatness got, in action. You've got one day here to, to check out Michael Campanero. I mean, are you going to... I hope to find his father and become his official hype man. Thanks. Go Deeks. Go Deeks. I hope this is the last time we ever have to play this. I'm sure that it is. Until the Eagles draft... Uh, or trade for Campanero. There you go. Draft a. They've got. They've got an interesting group of receivers. You know, for for a number of different reasons. You got Steve Smith and. and so Rashad I mean, Perriman. Kamar Aiken is listed as the starting yeah. receiver opposite Steve Smith, but they have obviously Brashad Perryman. Obviously, the expectation will be that that he becomes that guy. At although some point. he's got a little bit of an injury thing going on. right Yeah, now. apparently from earlier in camp. Uh, they've sure. also got Marlon Brown. Yep, who's played for them. Yeah, but and Campanero, I think, actually is coming on a little bit. Yeah, I think that they expect big things for our, from our, uh, our nickel guys. Yeah, I think that they're expecting big things from him this year. So I uh, keep an eye out for him in the game. That'll be a good test for the guys inside the slot. I hope Perriman plays. I, I really want to see him, especially this week, just in practice. I think he'll be a good test for uh, our receiving core just because of his size and his ability to get downfield. I am um, also looking forward to seeing Max Williams because we both liked him a lot yes. coming into the draft, seeing how he is coming along. To me, these practices are mostly about corner wide receiver matchups yeah i like the o-line d-line all the one yeah, drills but they're not going live right um but it'll be i mean it'll still be good those those pass rush drills yeah. but uh that's where you're, you're going to get the best action who in your prediction will steve smith get in a fight with who will steve smith get in a fight with because we we were having this discussion upstairs who will get in a fight between the eagles and ravens but obviously it's going to be steve smith right right yeah, I, I, if I were to pick somebody, I would say it would be him. The answer to that question, though, I'm just trying to think of our secondary. Who would be a guy? Maybe EJ Biggers. That's what, that was my guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's probably EJ Biggers. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't know if I see any of the other guys. Maybe Malcolm. B, that's BT's guess. Malcolm Jenkins. I don't see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. If it, I, I think EJ is okay. the more likely candidate. You know who they have at safety? I just realized Matt Elam. Oh, of course. Yes, one of your favorite players ever. Absolutely. <laughs> Will Hill. Will the Thrill Hill. Yes. Of I wonder course. if he's if I wonder if taking a bus up or or if <laughs> he's going to the airport. 
That's a good question. <laughs> I forgot. And apparently he played really, really well for them last year. Yeah. So, I mean, the talent has never been the question with him. So they've also got Jimmy Smith yes. from last year and, and Ladarius Webb. Those guys will be good tests for, for the Eagles receivers who yeah. we've already talked about. And those guys are coming off injury, so that's, right. it's been a big camp for those guys. Who else Who else are you uh, looking forward to seeing? You know, I want to see C.J. Mosley up close. Uh, I really, really liked C.J. Mosley coming out of Alabama. He was a defensive rookie of the year. If he didn't win it, he was uh, the finalist right. for it last year. I'm really excited to see him up close. Courtney Upshaw was one of those big players from Alabama yeah. who wasn't the natural uh, bend-the-edge pass rusher, but one of those strength and power and leverage guys. So excited to see Courtney Upshaw. Brandon Williams, who we saw at the Senior Bowl in person, that stout nose tackle from uh, Central Missouri. Yeah, very squatty. Yeah, I liked I him a lot. Exactly where you're exactly went to school. But Brandon Williams has taken over for Haloti Nada inside. I'm excited to see Juan Castillo. Haven't seen Juan in a couple years. So mm. Juan will be back. Um, hard work, work hard. That's right. So excited to see Juan. I that, believe Marty is there as well. Oh, really? I think he's their quarterback coach. You might be right. So there you go. So that that's actually the most like apropos usage ever of being cyclic. I'll I'll be going out with Marty Morningwig. Yeah, here. that's a good point. Cyclic. Timmy Jernigan was a player who yep. you liked a lot coming in. Oh, do you know who their third quarterback is? Literally uh, never heard of this guy. Okay, then I don't know. Uh, no, who is it? So they've got Jew Flacco. Yep. Matt Schaub. Right. Their third quarterback, Bryn Renner. Yeah, from North Carolina. What's He's his a, deal? He had so like people thought of him as a prospect coming up. You know, when he was a junior. Bryn Schwartz. He uh, yeah, it's not Bryn Schwartz. He had a shoulder injury his senior year. I hope he still has a shoulder. He still has two shoulders, but he had a shoulder injury his senior year, and people were worried about you know how much that would impact his draft status. He didn't get drafted, obviously, but yeah, that's the third string guys. Bryn Renner, North Carolina. They got a lot of Senior Bowl guys of, of your Kyle Uzchik, oh, Crocker Gilmore. Yep. Crockett Gilmore is not good. I mean, Max Williams, I hope. People I love Crockett good. Gilmore. Yeah, people Always are, are people talking are about Crockett Gilmore. I, I would agree. Yeah. Remember he had that big senior bowl of the game, though. Yeah. He scored like two touchdowns yeah. in the game. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Anybody else in terms of on this Eagles team who you want to see go up against this Ravens group? I'm excited. You know, this offensive line is regarded as one of the best in the league, so it will be fun to see the, the O-line, D-line, one-on-ones, just to see our D-line up against their O-line. And then in the game, watching those, those two go up head-to-head. I would say that those are probably the for me. The, the it's it's Sam Bradford because oh, we've well, seen him go up against this Eagles defense. I know this is an yeah, obvious thing, absolutely. but he gets to go up against a different defense, and he's likely going to play in the game. Yep. So uh, I think Bradford is is the guy to watch this week. And after not playing on uh, on Sunday's game or in Sunday's game, he came out practice on Tuesday and was throwing dimes all mm -hmm. over the field. So I'm excited to see Bradford this week. As am I. All right. Well, friend, friend of me until. That's I suppose it. since we're joint practices, that's what we should have called it, frenemy until. But uh, that'll be it, and let's move on to game time. Get out your scorecards! It's game time. I love it. All right, fellas. Game time. Well, how are you going to even? Who's going to come up with the games? I we'll play this by ear. Yeah. All right. All right. Today's game: playing Marlin favorites. Oh, that's oh. good. Wow. Good job. Thank you. Playing Marlin favorites. We're going to be just uh, saying some of our favorite things from our time here at the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by uh, you know, during the Draft Podcast, presented by AAA, included a little bit as well. All right. Uh, let's start with what's your favorite drop that Brian Thomas plays? Ooh. This is easy for me. For me, it's. Uh, I think it might be the... Uh, the pontifications of Bo music 
that whenever you're making a, a, a point. Yes, oh, there we go. That's a good one. We haven't had one of these in a while. That's, yeah, a good that's one. true. Maybe today as you go out. Maybe. It's always been I one feel of serene and calm listening to this. Maybe I, I listen. This is I listen to this track before <laughs> I go on my own podcast, and that's why maybe it's a little bit yeah. better. What do you listen to when you uh, break down tape? Nothing. Almost always nothing. Really? Yep. Silence is golden. Can't be distracted. That's right. Speaking of golden, who was the coach at Temple mm, bef- nice. after Al Golden? One Steve Adazio. Did anybody work for him that we know? I don't know about that, but he has a drop that is infamous. I think our quarterback, our quarterback coach did. That's right. Ryan Day, yeah. of course. Well, there's a drop that's been on this podcast, which quite infamous, to say the very least. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. There you have it. Guys it being dudes. Definitely, definitely my favorite. Plenty, plenty of laughs. I, I saw that year. coming. Do you have another one? Another uh, Adazio? <laughs> oh, man. BT's going into the archives here. Ultimate dudes. Another one, uh, I'll miss the nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yeah. Well, you're not going to miss it. It's still going to be here. You're still going to be true. here. Fran will still be here to yeah, bring on to be the, the nerd, nerd alert. Nerd. Correct. Okay. Dudes to the right. Dudes to the left. Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> Why doesn't he say stuck in the middle with dudes? I, I, I don't know. I would agree. What a, <laughs> what a maroon. All right. Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite running joke? On the Eagles Beakley podcast. I think you named it. Yeah, the Eagles <laughs> Beakley obviously is one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always enjoy uh, the the back and forth between you and Harold Carmichael over his son, Rock. <laughs> yeah. It's always, that's always been a favorite of mine because he gets really aggravated <laughs> with you really quickly. Uh, I would say the, the wet toothbrush. Or dry toothbrush conversation was a good one. Yeah, you're. Oh, that's absurd. I mean, I'm back to the dry toothbrush. It's I, not a running joke. I tried that's it one just time. A really disgusting thing. I tried it one time and it just didn't didn't fit me. At least we inspired you to. Yeah, well. Try something different. Of, it was life. a waste of a few minutes because I wish I could have just, yeah. Without uh, getting into detail. Is is his name Bo Wolf or is it Wolf Bo? Yeah, that's mm. that's always a good one. We we won't really have that too much anymore, huh? Al Feehill. <laughs> um, all right. Who was your favorite interview that we have that we have done? See, I like the Harold interview. The Harold interview was good. That was very good. Yeah. Just I wasn't there for that one. All time so. great. And that's why uh, I was going. That's why yeah, I was that, going. That, that, no wonder it went so smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just one of the greatest players in team history. All time great guy. Truly a character. Um, even better guy. Yep. Yeah, Drop the hashtag there. Yeah. Um, had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, I would say number two would be Trent Cole. I never talked to him. Trent's a great guy. You guys can make fun of him. Oh, I love Trent. Of course, I know you love Trent. Trent is all-time favorite. Absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed, We were, and it's funny, we were talking about it yesterday. I enjoyed the uh, Kenyon Barner interview from last training camp. It's one of my favorite ones. thought he had a lot of fun. Uh, And the... Yeah, uh, that, that, was that, a good that, one. that was a good one. Uh, I have one from last training camp also. Uh, I, the Mark Sanchez interview from that last was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Camp, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that was Did good. Did enjoy that one. Benny, Benny was one of the first ones to come on the, yeah, the podcast. Yeah, Benny was good. 
Yeah. And he was there for like an hour. Yeah, that was a long. That was a long one. With Benny. Yeah, Benny was good. I I enjoyed doing them in the off season because we would get the guys. Like we got Connor, we got Can Vinny, we, longer, we got yeah. Benny. Yeah. Vinny was a good one too. That was a fun one. Yeah. The worst one was Casey Matthews. Not because uh, not anything against the guy, but he just he, he didn't have anything well, to say that day. I'll give him credit. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of times during the week where. The last second we're like grabbing a guy, just yes. being like, "Hey, can you come come in and do this?" You know, something might fall through, schedules get changed, whatever. And we're like, Casey, could you re- do this for us? And sometimes just clunkers. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. Oh, are there any other ones that we walked away like? Uh, I feel for I feel bad for Eagles fans who are looking for actual Eagles analysis today. But. Be a well, little well, the mailing it in segment. Yes, yes. Mailing it in. A lot, of, a lot of great questions this week. So we will All right. get to it. What's what, the next one? What's, what's your favorite one? game? Considering how it won me the journey to the draft mm. contest. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Uh, I would say order in the court is probably my favorite. Mm. Either or. Either or is a good one. I always like the over-unders too. Who will be? Over-unders are fun. Yeah. Who will be? Yeah. Classics. Yeah, we'll probably still play them after you're gone. As you should. Um, okay, two more. What? Who was your favorite bottom of the roster player from the last few years? Murder, Not ne- go ahead. Murder leg. Murder leg. Just, one. just because he came in and you knew he wasn't gonna get the job, but this guy came in with the nickname Murder Leg. So Casey Spears, or Carrie Spears, is what I'm talking about here. So um, Elvis Akpla. Elvis Ackle is a very good one, but wow. he predate but he predates the, the podcast. Uh, the podcast. Elvis uh, that's a good one. If we're uh, talking like all times, yeah, since that's a good here, point. That's, that's like I'll go Zip oh, Duncan on you. Zip but. Duncan is what, uh, Blue Cooper. Blue Cooper. <laughs> Blue Cooper was good. Uh, Joe Toledo. Joe Toledo. Toledo Joe. Joe Toledo. Toledo. Remember the Joe. time Trent Cole bull rushed him and won all. Yeah, he was on the team. He was. He got there that day, and and I've never seen anyone get beat more on a, on a one on one play than Toledo Trent Cole Joe. against Toledo oh, Joe. Oh man, that was the last year at Lehigh, wasn't it? I think it was either the last or second last yeah. year. It was yeah. one of the last years up there. <laughs> there were some. There have been. There have been some great Eagles tenures. Joe Anderson, uh, Jose Acuna. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Tiger Jones, y'all. Yeah, but he was actually here. Yeah, he yeah. actually was in camp. Oh, he gave up being a, a soul, a champion with a soul. Oh yeah. You you had mentioned Ed Wang. Yes, great. The first him. signing of ever early. for Chip Kelly. Yeah, that's that a trivia question. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, really yes. I'll always be a Jorick uh, Calvin fan for the Jorah time Calvin. for the time when he just ran around in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, just Blaze, and. Uh, let's see, Jimmy Winchester. Jimmy Winchester. Uh, but I would have to say that my favorite eagle. This also predates the podcast, sadly. Uh, okay. Would have to be Jerome Harrison because he was not Mike Bell. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. You love Mike Bell. You love you some Mike Bell. Just, I re- you know, respect talent. I remember at the combine that next year talking to uh, Mike Bell's agent, who was like trying to like give me this plethora of excuses for. His dwindling play in the whole time. I'm like, if Bo was here right <laughs> now. Uh, how about Demetrius Bell's agent? Remember that guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> forgot about Demetrius Bell. Uh, oh, and of course, Jeez, yeah. obviously, the actual answer is Steve Ellis. Well, yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Okay, last yeah. question. What's your favorite Kaplanism? Um, mm. 
Oh, this is, I mean, there's too many to choose from here. Uh, got to watch the tape. Uh, ball's got to be out. It's probably ball, the one. ball has got to be out. Ball has ball got out. to be out. Um, let's see. Mine is check. Check my timeline. Check my yeah. Time. Check my timeline. Mine is uh, watch them sprinkle a little sugar on the air. Oh, uh, that is that is. <laughs> that Guy is can't run. You just can't run. Guy can't run. He can't spin it. <laughs> can't throw. Can't throw the ball. <laughs> watch the tape. You watch the tape. Watch ball's got to be out. Oh man! Let's sprinkle a little sugar uh. on the air gap. <laughs> That's my favorite. All right. Well, talk to a GM friend one. of mine. Talk to talk to a GM friend of mine. Yep. Look, send me out. Wow. I don't know if BT knows that we still have one more segment left. It's <laughs> all right. All right. So that that was playing Marlon favorites. Maybe you'll uh, you'll keep that one in the can for uh, for another time. Marlon favorite. Game time. My last game time. Last let's, one. Uh, let's move on then to, you know, what I've been doing for the last six years. Mailing it in. At least the last two weeks. Captain. Incoming message. Please check your mailbox. A new message mailbox. has arrived. And now it's time to hear from you, the fans, in our segment, Mailing It In. It's time for the final segment of the Eagles Beakley Podcast. Thank you. This is the ultimate show of respect. That's yes. Wonderful. So we solicited questions on Twitter, and we actually got a slew of decent ones in a very short amount of time, which nice. is credit to you, the fans. great. Yeah. Keep spreading the word. Uh, must mean that, obviously, it was a good performance Sunday. A lot to talk about. So uh, let's see. Which one will I start with here? Uh, there's one specifically for Fran, so I'll start with this one. Oh, snap you, fan of the podcast. We've had this question done before. Simply ask, what is Fran's take on the fourth, fifth inside linebacker spots? How many will the team keep? So, Fran, you get to answer. Uh, I think the second part of that question will take some time to figure out because we'll just kind of see how it shakes out at other positions. And, uh, you know, obviously you've got – we know the top four. I mean, it's going to be the, the the three studs. You've got D'Amico, Kendricks, and Kiko. And Jordan Hicks is obviously going to make the team as four. Well – we know that he's going to make the team, but we don't know if he's going to be the fourth. But I would, my, I would say that he may likely not be the fourth. Possibly, but he's four. Well, he is on. He's going to be on the yes. roster. Yeah, but yes. if you're saying top four guys, he may not be. the Just fourth trying to guy. think yeah. of the, who the fifty-three. Yes. yes. So yes. we know the four. Those we know four they're going to make. Those are locks. You know, I would say, I would say Brad Jones right now would be the, the leader in the clubhouse from that. Group. Oh yeah. You know, you, you factor in Najee Good, uh, who was very good two years ago. Uh, and then Emmanuel Acho, who played a lot last year, uh, thought he played pretty well on on Sunday against the Colts as well. So no, it was not Najee's best game, but it was his first game in over. First a year. game back, yeah, yeah so. absolutely. So um, I would say Brad Jones though would be the leader in the clubhouse for that fifth spot. If they decide to keep six, then we'll redress. And obviously, Brad Jones has proven that he can be a valuable special teams guy, which is yep. what those spots are all about. Uh, you know, as Chip says, special teams, special teams, special teams, and he has the versatility for a back-end guy to play both inside and outside linebacker if need be. So all those things um, would lead me to say that, that right now he's the front-runner for that, that last spot. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. That versatility will definitely be key. Uh, just off a segment that I miss, Bob's discount furniture from last year. Uh, around the NCs. Around the NCs. Yeah. I mean, it'll be here again, but it's just, oh, well, it'll be season? different. We're just not doing it. Gotcha. We got pulled. We got yanked. Got yeah. yanked. That's oh, fine. It's having too much no fun. No more uh, <laughs> teleprompter. That's right. 
or uh, <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> Telestrator. Telestrator. There you go. Uh, at Better Barry, uh, maybe there's a worse Barry, but yeah, Better Barry wants to know who do you think we will see more of? Now he just goes Matthews or Sproles, spelled Matthews with two T's. I'm gonna <laughs> assume he means Ryan, Ryan Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, we will see more Jordan Matthews. Yes. Than there Sproles. you go. So that question's easily answered. Ryan Matthews, on the other hand, uh, I think he's gonna have a significant role. I agree. In this offense, you know. Six to eight carries, I guess. You know, maybe eight to ten touches total. I love watching him run. Great fit for this offense. Great situation for him to be in. You know, he's not the guy, but they run the ball so much in this offense. There's going to be a good, good uh, size role for him here. So. How many carries a game do you think he'll get? Uh, I was thinking about this. About you know, you not quite ten, but I think he gets. I think he gets double digits. You think he's going to get double yeah, digits? I think so. I you think it should be closer to. You think it'll be closer to a fifty-fifty split because that you go by that. That's around. I think it was like three hundred to like one fifty, maybe. Right. It'd be almost like a two to one. Yeah, kind of between he and Murray. I think it's more likely. I think it's more likely that Ryan Matthews gets double digits carries a game than Demarco Murray gets three hundred fifty carries in the year. Oh, I definitely sense. would agree. Yeah, I would definitely sure. go yeah. with that one. Okay. Yes. I would not discount the possibility that Ryan Matthews becomes the most effective running back on the team. You, you might be right. Could be. Uh, but to answer the question, I still think that you're going to see a lot of Darren Sproles, and just maybe not as a ball carrier, but all over the field, you know, in the slot, uh, moved around in different ways, and still on the field in two running back sets. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Darren Sproles. The as attention well. he draws from a defense, as Chip has said, just helps open up space for everybody. Yeah. So even if he's not getting the ball, you know, if he's if he's running the wheel route you're sucking the safety over there. Exactly. If he catches that ball on third down, I mean, he's still running. You know, right. He had that guy beat. Uh, we've seen him go in receiver DB one-on-ones throughout training camp uh, and beat safeties and beat corners uh, habitually, you know, week in and week out here. So uh, I'm really, really excited about and that. And, you know, we've also talked, you know, we've talked about how uh, the presence of Ryan Matthews should help DeMarco Murray, you know, stay healthy, stay fresh at the end of the season. The presence of Ryan Matthews will also do the same for Darren Sproles. No I think question. we saw Darren Sproles be a little bit less effective at the end of the season last year than he was early in the season because he had uh, a lot of touches early on. So uh, I think Ryan Matthews' presence also helps Darren Sproles' uh, productivity. Definitely would agree with that. Uh, ID, it's Nathemel DP, my apologies, at Nathemel DP, wants to know what, what is Josh Huff's role going to be in the offense? And it's a great question. And I still think that he's going to be a starter. You know, I know Aguilar had the explosive play. He's the one getting all the attention right now. You know Matthew's going to be the guy in the slot. But, you know, Chip talked about this at his press conference. They're going to be able to rotate those receivers a lot more this season. And I think, and this is what Bob McNell said, in a perfect world you're almost giving those guys almost equal distribution of the ball. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I think that what was the but, quote that it was like, ideally all of our guys get 40 some so, catches and four, four touchdowns, touchdowns, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't think that'll be the case, but I just think that he can make that, that year one to year two jump. He's got the physical talent. He's much more mature. He's in a great situation in that locker room. I mean, Jordan Matthews is a great guy to emulate. Nelson Aguilar's coming in with the right attitude. You got Miles Austin who's, you know, teaching all the guys, you know, the tricks of the trade. I just think he's in a good situation to have a, obviously bigger role than last year. That's not saying a whole lot from an offensive standpoint because I think he had eight catches was a total for the season. Um, 
but I, I still believe that he will be a starter in this offense and still have uh, a big output here. The big question with Josh Huff to me is how wedded is Chip and the offensive coaching staff to playing Riley Cooper a lot? Um, and we know that he, you know, they say that he's the, the best blocker on the outside, but if you're looking to get the most explosive receivers on the field, it's going to be Huff, Matthews, and Aguilar. It's not going to be Riley Cooper. So uh, they're, you know, it, they're going to be asking different things from that position, so there are reasons why Riley Cooper will be on the field at times. But Josh Huff's role, to me, will depend on how much the Eagles want Riley Cooper on the field because Aguilar is going to play, and he's going to play a lot. Yeah, and you, you look at the Eagles' offense over the past couple of years, it's, it's rare, and if you look at it – thinking like a fantasy football player where you're trying to pick, oh, well, who's going to be the number one target in the offense? Uh, why can't I rely on Zach Ertz week in, week out? Because they spread the ball around to all these different guys. Some weeks, you know, Josh Huff didn't get targeted on Sunday. Next week he could have 12 targets. You know, so I, I'm not uh, I'm not too worried about it. I think Josh is going to be a big part of the offense. You brought up a good point with the Ertz injury. He's out for the preseason. You know, the team's optimistic he'll be back for the regular season opener in Atlanta. But is he going to be 100 percent? How does that impact the offense? Well, Trey Burton uh, almost made my preseason prediction uh, come true with that that first play. Yeah. He, that would have been a, you know a long touchdown. But uh, that's a that's a good point. I mean, you got to have faith that he'll be healthy for Week One, and if not, then I think Trey Burton can fill you know can do a lot of the same things. He's not the same body type, obviously, but yeah. from an athletic standpoint, uh, you can move him around and try and create matchup problems that way. So put it this way. You, you lost Aaron Macklin, you have about 130 targets to replace. Right. That's kind of the distribution, how you have to think of it, is who is going to get those targets. And I think Huff is going to get a significant amount. Aguilar is certainly going to, to get his as well. Up next here, this is a defensive question from KJ Springer23. How does the defense avoid getting beat over the top without giving up screens and hitch plays? Uh, just about being disciplined in the in the second level. So the linebackers and the D line just realizing, uh, you know, what they've got to do up front to defend the screens. Um, you know, the the Eagles have been in the past uh, a team that mixes up coverages. So you'll see two man coverage where there's two high safeties. Other times they play a single high with one high safety. And uh, who, who's underneath? That'll depend on the depending on the play call. Uh, those guys just have to be aware, and then you got to rally to the football. I also say that if you're going to see the prevalence of press coverage. Guys got to be able to get their hands on receivers and, you know, disrupt the timing of those routes. No shot. No, that's going to uh, be no that's going to be the biggest thing there, which you didn't see last year. And uh, our last question, I'm mailing it in, comes from at Eagles Beakley. <laughs> where does I saw this? Yeah, go ahead. Where does so at, Bo send in a question? Okay. Where does at Bo underscore Wolf get all his hot takes? That guy is really smart. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. I should say. I think that I think that tells you that that's not me. I think it tells me. No, it's going opposite. That's opposite. So will you admit that I would, you, never, that I you, would never use hashtag blessed? I think that's you trying to throw us off. Yeah, it's exactly no, right. Yes, I, mean, I would like that person to come forward when I leave. I'm pretty sure it's you. Yeah. It's not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy things going on in my brain. That's where they come from. That is true. So, what are you going to miss most? That's a great question. The big question. The big uh, I will miss a lot of things. I will miss I will miss you guys a lot. I will miss this show a lot. Uh, I would like to thank BT and, and Chris for uh, making us sound good and putting up with us. I want to thank you guys. Uh, it, this is it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm gonna miss it a lot. I'll miss the den. I'll miss game day. 
Um, but, you know, just hanging out with you guys. I don't know what BT's no. going to do on his uh, Wednesdays now. He's not going to be able to do Wolfston. No Wolfston now. I mean, we should have seen the right on the wall when they renovated the cafeteria. Yeah, they exactly. Right. They took so out the den. That's exactly right. They left me no choice. So, Bo, it's an absolute pleasure. Special talent, to say the very least. It's going to be a lot different around here. A lot different. Well, Miss Eagles fans, sometimes when you approach a fork in the road, <laughs> you, you have to go straight. <laughs> there you go. That's Bo Wolf. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Is this it Bo Wolf? This was a lot of fun. Bo Wolf or Wolf Bo? Wolf Bo. Folks, I'm going to let Bo do the final sign-off here for this edition of the Eagles Beakley Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, other Chris. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, fans. This is Bo Wolf signing off. <laughs>